This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 19th of April. In your Squiz today, a key Ukrainian city is set to fall, a hung parliament looms, COVID challenges China, and Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter. This is your Squiz today. Starting with the war in Ukraine this morning, with news that Russia has all but taken control of the key port city of Mariupol, where fighting has been raging for over a month. It's estimated that 100,000 people are still stranded in the city and Ukrainian troops have vowed to fight to the end, Claire. Yes, they have. And Ukraine has rejected a Russian deadline to surrender that city that passed on Sunday. They're fighting on there. Russia has called on local soldiers to comply with that order or risk being eliminated. Uh, The city is now encircled by Russia. Local officials say that Russian troops are also now issuing movement passes to those who are still there. Uh, That means that they cannot move even among the streets of Mariupol uh, if they are to be safe. Uh, Lots of questions about exactly how to get those people out of there. It's been one of those places where those humanitarian corridors have been very difficult to secure. What Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has said is that they know that some residents have been pushed over the Russian border and they're not quite sure what has happened to those people. So there's lots of concerns about what will happen to the residents and to that city in the coming days. What has also happened in the last 24 hours is that Russia hasn't limited its attention to Mariupol. It's also targeting other cities, including Lviv in the west, Uh, Kharkiv in the northeast and also that southern port of Odessa. So lots of things happening with Russia really upping its attacks. That's right. And as it gears up for a big new offensive in the country's east, Ukrainian officials say that will be bloody and decisive. Claire, President Zelensky has done a fresh round of interviews with American media and he wants more help from the US government. Yeah, he also wants Joe Biden, the US president, to come to Ukraine to see the situation for himself. Uh, Biden, for his part, last week said that he's working with his team to determine whether a senior member of the administration should go. Uh, It comes after, of course, Boris Johnson travelled to Kiev, also others. Zelensky, though, is really upping the pressure on leaders, including Emmanuel Macron, to come and see what is happening there in the hope that it will have them really help out more on the military and also on the aid front. Emmanuel Macron had previously been reluctant to use the word genocide in reference to the killings in the country. But President Zelensky says if he visits, it will become clear that that is what is occurring in his country. And as that bombardment that you mentioned before continues, the UN is reporting that more than 4.9 million Ukrainians have now fled across the border as a result of the war. We're in week two of the election campaign and the prospect of a hung parliament is looming large for both the government and the opposition, with a new poll pointing to a fall in support for both major parties, Claire. Yeah, the polls, not just the news poll in The Australian this morning. Uh, Yesterday's Resolve political monitor for the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age indicate that there is low levels of primary support for the coalition and for Labor at the sort of level in the mid-30s, which is what the 
those polls show, it would see those major parties having to require really strong preferences come their way if they're to get over the line in their own right, or they would need to do deals with the minor parties and any independent candidates to form a government. Uh, For anyone who lived through that hung parliament of 2010, uh, through the coming years, we'll know that it's a really difficult situation uh, and it means three years of uh, a fair degree of uncertainty when it comes to decision making in government. So it's a result that the major parties really want to avoid. Um, Also looking at those polls, another big part of it is that uh, Labor and Anthony Albanese really have had that tough first week on the campaign trail translate into the poll numbers. That's right. News poll says net satisfaction with Anthony Albanese's performance has fallen to minus 14%, the lowest he's recorded since becoming opposition leader. And if you're finding it hard to make heads or tails of the election campaign, don't forget that we've got you covered with our new podcast called Squiz the Election. We've already released episodes on the key seats and races across the country, how many seats are needed for victory. And today's episode is about the major parties. That'll be in your podcast podcast app if you're keen to know more. Back overseas now, where the Chinese government continues to impose its strict COVID elimination policy. That means the hard lockdown in the normally bustling city of Shanghai is stretching into its fourth week, Claire. Yeah, really difficult times there and reports say that locals are falling short of food and medicine and water and just the basics for life. Uh, Reports also say that there have been outbreaks of protests there, but they've been very quickly squashed by all authorities. Uh, It's not just Shanghai that's in lockdown. Last week, 87 of China's 100 largest cities had some sort of restriction on movement because they're going through their worst outbreak of the pandemic. Um, Still, though, the government remains committed to a policy of COVID zero. That's a really difficult thing to pull off in the era of Omicron. Of course, we know how transmissible that strain has been because it really did tear through Australia's population population as it has done around the world. Uh, Also, experts are saying that the local vaccine that has been used in China isn't as effective uh, as the others that have been used in the West. So there's higher rates of concern about actually contracting the disease there too. Yeah. And as the country tries to contain the virus, the equivalent of 40% of its economic output is under some form of lockdown. That's showing up in the numbers with domestic consumption down and slow lower than expected economic growth for the first quarter of the year. The big news in business of late has been about Elon Musk and his big buy-up of Twitter stocks that made him the social media company's largest shareholder. It turns out that that was just the first move of a much bigger play because last week he decided to up the ante by launching a US $43 billion takeover bid for the whole company, Claire. Yeah, where we left things last week were that things were fairly friendly between Musk and the Twitter board, uh, but Musk then decided he didn't want to join them in an official capacity uh, and things have got a bit hostile since then. Uh, A $43 billion takeover of the company was rejected by the Twitter board. Uh, Not just no thanks, they've also put in place a defensive strategy uh, that's known as a poison pill. What that means is that Twitter is able to dilute Musk's 9% share to make it very difficult for him to actually take over the company. Um, Very long story short, 
it's a real sign that Twitter is going to fight hard to keep control away from Musk. Yeah, and there's also a few hurdles that he still needs to clear if he wants to buy the company, including sourcing the funding. It's a lot of money, $43 billion, uh, and it may involve him having to actually sell down his share in the electric car company Tesla. Claire, never a dull moment when you're the richest man in the world. Stay tuned for more tweets. Squiz the day, Claire. What are you keeping an eye on today? Today is the anniversary of Advance Australia Fair being proclaimed as Australia's national anthem. That happened back in 1984. We've got a squiz shortcut on that. You'll remember last year there were some changes made to the lyrics and we went back in time and went through the Australian anthem and how it came to be. So there you go. Maybe get back into that one to commemorate the day. Yeah, and you can find that shortcut on the anthem through your podcast app or on our website. I'll pop a link to it in our episode notes. For me, there's a bit on Claire. The RBA will release the details from their last meeting where they kept interest rates on hold. The big question now is for how long? So that could give us some insights. And that's all from us today. If you're all electioned out and you want a bit of a change of pace, don't forget our daily sports podcast and newsletter called Sport Today. The podcast drops at 6.30 every morning or go to our website, sport Today. to sign up to the newsletter. Have a good Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.